Hey, welcome to the More Life, Less Drama podcast. I'm your host, Prue Sulisic, and I'm here to lead you to a more fulfilling and peaceful life. Each week I will share stories, have great conversations with women just like you, and explore different topics on personal growth. This is not some fancy podcast bringing you extraordinary stories. I'm just here keeping it real, raw, and honest, so you know it's possible for you too. I want you to know yourself so well, nothing stands in your way. So let's get to it. Life is waiting. Hello, beautiful people. How are you? Welcome to episode 11. 11's my favorite number. And it just happens to be my birthday week this week where I turn 46 on the 11th. So yeah, it's a special, special week this week. It must have aligned perfectly. It didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean for that to happen, but it just happened. So here we are, episode 11 on my birthday week. And yeah, we're diving into some some pretty ordinary things, but I know it's actually going to help you. So this is why I've brought this episode to you today. So I really hope that it's helpful. And it's just me sharing a little bit about my thought process and about learning how to understand yourself. That's basically the message behind this podcast today because a lot of people are out in the world struggling because they simply don't know themselves as well as I would like them to or they might like to know themselves more as well. So if you're one of those people that really can't describe who you are or what you like or what you want or any of those things or even have any clue about what is actually going on in your world, yet you're feeling a lot of negative emotion, this podcast episode is for you. So stay tuned. So first, I'm going to start with a story that's going to sort of set the scene for this whole episode. And then I'm going to give you some questions to help you step into awareness for yourself. This is just such a simple thing that happens every day. And I just had this really huge aha moment the other day when I was going through this process. The story is that I walk my dogs. See, it's boring already. Like, (laughs) this is not an exciting story, people. I just want to tell you that. (laughs) Yeah, it's a really great reflective piece. The story is that I have two dogs and I, since moving to the Gold Coast, I pretty much walk them most days. I would say five or six days a week, I walk the dogs. And look, like in the past, I haven't walked them that much. When I lived in my previous town of Broken Hill, I was too scared to walk the dogs because there was too many vicious dogs on the loose that I would get attacked by all the time. So I didn't walk them then. And yeah, on the Gold Coast here, we've got this gorgeous little track around our house. That's about, it's about two and a half kilometers one way. So if you do it around, like around and back, it's maybe four and a half kilometers. So it's a really nice walk and it's beautiful paved track. It's got gorgeous, you know, scenery and it's just lovely. And so I go for a walk because I love walking for my mental health. Like it's actually one of those things that I love doing. I'm not a runner. I don't particularly like going to the gym. I don't like lifting weights, even though I'm, you know, forcing myself to do these things. And going for a walk is like a really like a beautiful space for me to actually clear my head, move my body. I've had, you know, lower back issues. So walking is the best for that. Luckily, I've always loved walking. Yet I've got these two dogs and 
me being me, I feel guilty when I walk out the house without them. So I just don't. I Every time I go for a walk, I take my two dogs with me. And you don't know how many things, how many leads and things and contraptions that I have gone through to figure out the best way to walk these dogs to get to the place that is most simple for me and most enjoyable because seriously, walking the two dogs together can be a bloody nightmare. They run back and forth like Frankie, my little poodle, she trips me over. She's always under my feet. She's really excited when we first go. I've got to, you know, pick up their dog poo on the way around and then carry that stinky little bag with me until I get to the next bin, which is never pleasant. And I was walking the other day and I was really freaking frustrated. Actually, the week, the whole week, every time I went out for a walk, I would come back more frustrated and annoyed than I would like to be. After my walk, I really want to be feeling peaceful and calm and energized, yet I was coming back feeling really annoyed because the dogs are just a pain in my ass, really. That's how I want to say it. (laughs) Um, I love my dogs to death. I do. Yet the burden of, of looking after two animals sometimes gets the better of me because I'm like, geez, my kids are less needy now. And I've got these two needy dogs that need all the attention and I still have to pick up poo and all that sort of stuff. And anyway, you can hear that my brain goes in overdrive about this subject. And so going for a walk that week and yeah, really frustrated. And so I had gone for a walk in the morning and then my husband you know, caveat to this conversation. This is not a conversation that I'm bagging out my husband and complaining. And I just want to put that in there because this is not the point. It's not about him. It's actually about me. And yet he's just the the other person in the story. Like he's a circumstance in my life in this particular moment. So what I noticed about Joel is that he just walks out the door. He just goes, he goes for his walk. He comes back. He looks refreshed. He looks, you know, lovely and like he's had a lovely walk. And I go go out and come back and I'm all like frazzled and frustrated because I've had all these complications on the walk with the dogs. So the other night when he said he's going for a walk and even though I had gone for one already that day, I was like, you know what, I'm coming too. I'm going to come. And I'm not taking the dogs. I've already walked the dogs today. I can leave the guilt at the door and just walk out and have the freedom that I would so very much like in walking, full stop. And so we're out having our little walk around. And I tell you what, it was pleasant. It was so nice. It was everything that I love about a walk. I could hear, was like tuned into the the birds singing and I didn't have to stop and start because dogs are stopping and starting. I could just flow through my walk. I could actually get a nice stride up and I didn't have to stop. And I was having a chat to Joel. And then I saw another person walk past and they actually had dogs and they were like stopping and starting. And I actually said that to Joel. I was like, oh, it is so nice coming for a walk by yourself. I was like, you're really lucky that you get, you walk all the time by yourself. You have no guilt when you leave the house without taking the dogs. And he looks at me like I'm, you know, got two heads like, yeah, just go for a walk by yourself. (laughs) Like it's that simple. Uh, And it is. And that's when my brain went into overdrive about thinking 
how much more difficult I make things for myself, like particularly simple things like that. And secondly, how it's easy for Joel to say, just go for a walk by yourself and then not walk the dogs and not carry any of the guilt about that. And so I was thinking how lovely it would be to be the person that is, well, to have somebody like me. So in my relationship, I'm I'm the wife, I'm the mother, I'm the primary person that does all the things in the household and for the children, always have been. And side note, I didn't actually know that that wasn't an option and that's another podcast altogether, but I just wanted to put that out there. So the thought was like, wouldn't it be nice if to be that person that didn't have to worry about all that sort of stuff and just went out and did what they wanted to do any given moment of the time that they had to themselves and just do their own thing without all the guilt. And then it got me thinking about, oh, how I've created this in my life and how I feel like obliged to do all this stuff now and how do I undo all the things that I have set up in my life that is now making me feel resentful and frustrated. You see, Joel gets to walk out and insert any person into this. It could be all the people in your life that you're like being the the gatekeeper for all the nitty-gritty stuff. How are you supporting the person in your life to have the freedom to go out on a walk by themselves so they can they get to do that without any without even thinking about it. So I'm the person that's doing all the nitty-gritty work in the background that's usually unseen that allows Joel to walk out the door and have the nice, pleasant walk for himself to reground and reconnect and revive his own mental health. So you can see you can see how I build up this this frustration and resentment for the things that I have chosen to do. In the past, I would say that I was a very inwardly resentful person. You wouldn't have noticed on the outside, yet I was. I carried a lot of this resentment and frustration and definitely have done a lot of work on myself in the past to get to where I am today, to be able to be in this space and be like, oh, I feel that, but it's not. I'm not making it a problem anymore, which is fantastic, and this is what I want to impart onto you as well how to not make these things a problem, but also learn and understand about yourself at a deeper level that you can then create the change that you want to see in your life so you don't continually put yourself into situations like this where you're feeling the negative emotions. So I can imagine there is plenty of you that are listening to this podcast and you're like, yes, I get it. Like I am also that person, you know, who here feels like they in some way or other are the person that does all the nitty-gritty stuff behind the scenes so that the person next to you has the freedom to do what they want. And it can show up in different ways in many different relationships. I'm the primary carer and person that looks after the household and have always been that. And now that my kids are older and things are starting to change, yeah, I'm just starting to look at it and like reassess my life and be like, okay, is this actually how I want things to be moving forward? Like what would I like to see change in my life? And 
honestly, like this is something that would bring, bring me great joy if I can share some of the burden, which will what I consider the burden, like, and using the dogs as a, as a perfect example, it's like, okay, how can we share the burden of walking the dogs? So, and if that was all I had to do and to feel better in the moment, would I do it? Yes, I would, because it's worth the conversation around like splitting the task of walking the dogs. So you can see how easy this can be, but yet how difficult we make it in our minds, especially if we stay in the negative emotion. So here's how it might show up in your life. And like I said, there's so many scenarios and just grab what you can from me and just try to think about your own scenarios, where this is showing up. And I'll take you through a process of a few questions um, soon so you can actually go through this process and unravel what is going on in your own mind and your own body and your own life so therefore you can make the changes that you want to and do the things that you want to you know do in life and yeah live a little bit more freely with a with more peace and less drama <laughs> hence the name of the podcast this might look like you controlling the entire house and have all the details of everything in your head so you know when the bins go out you know when you're out of dishwashing liquid. You know when the animals need to be fed. You know all the details about all the bills and all the payments for the house and, you know, what who's coming when and if there's anything that needs to be fixed and all that sort of stuff. That is in your control. Like you've always taken that on and that's that's what you do. So, and you feel very there might be two things that you feel you might feel a really like empowered that you have that control over it and you're like yes this is my job and you know nobody else come near it because I know where everything is yet when it always falls on you to do those things as they come up and they're reoccurring you're like bloody hell I wish someone else would help out in this situation so there might be that two sides of this you might also say yes to everything that a loved one presents to you, like in your inner circle. So I'm not talking about all the people outside of you, but I'm talking about these inner circle thing, like your partner, your your kids, your sister, your your mother, your father. And a great example of this is Joel loves sport. I don't like watching sport. I'll watch sport when my kids are playing. I've gone to football matches and to basketball and all that sort of stuff. Yet I've decided that I just don't like sport. I do not like watching sport. And if I don't ever go to a sporting event and watch another sporting event in my life, I'm going to be totally okay with that. So when Joel says to me, hey, do you want to come down to Melbourne and you want to watch the footy? I'm like, hell no. No, I do not want to watch the footy anymore. Like it's just one of those things that I've decided I don't want to do anymore. And we have to own it. and. Yeah, so that's something that you might be doing too. You might be saying, yeah, I'll go do this or go do that or, and you might really dislike it. And yes, I do realize that there's compromises in relationships and you you know what they are. Like, you know what you're willing to compromise on and what you're not. And at the age of 46 right now in my life, it might change later on, who knows? But for right now, I'm like, actually, no more sport for me. <laughs> no more sport watching. So yeah, that's just an example. Then you might carry all the guilt for everything. 
So say if the bins didn't get put out, you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that I forgot to put the bins out. Maybe you're behind on your household work and you're like, oh God, I'm really sorry that X, Y, and Z didn't get done or ABC or whatever the, whatever the case may be. And you carry a lot of guilt for that. Maybe the kids aren't going to bed on time. Maybe they're getting up too late. Maybe like all the things that are going on in a household, maybe you're just carrying all the guilt for that. Maybe the dogs aren't being walked and you're laying in bed at night going, oh my God, like I'm such a bad dog owner. I really should be walking the dog. So anything that you're shooting on yourself about is potentially a guilt that is driving that emotion. So that's what you might be doing. You might be carrying the guilt for everything. You also might, this is interesting too, you also might say thank you to people in your, you know, again, your close-knit family for doing things that are not particularly your sole job. So, for example, like I keep using the same examples, but they, they, make, they make sense. They're all very relevant. And I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are like me. They're normal, everyday people and we're doing everyday things and we're in similar relationships. So you say thank you to people for doing things that are not solely yours to do, i.e. the washing. You know, I'm pretty sure if you live in a family of four or five, that not everything in the washing room is yours. <laughs> Yet when someone else does the washing for you, i.e. your husband, you're like, oh, thank you so much for doing the washing. Well, you know, totally unnecessary to always say thank you for things like that. It might be also things like doing the dishes, dropping off the kids to school or sport, uh, cleaning the bathroom, that type of stuff. And so, yeah, that might be how it shows up for you, that you're always saying thank you to people for carrying the burden or doing the things that you perceive are your jobs. You also might feel pissed off a lot of the time. So I I was this person, like I've mentioned this before, and I had no reason to be pissed off. It was, I mean, it was all in my head. There was no circumstances really, yet it was just a feeling that I needed to unravel and understand to be able to move forward. And you might be the same. You're like, I just had this underlying annoyance going on frustration annoyance it might be anger who knows what your go-to emotion is but whatever your go-to emotion is if it's just like underlying and simmering there all the time this is how this shows up for you this is how you might be the person that is making the choice to be the person that takes care of all the nitty-gritty stuff so someone else can walk freely okay so just let that sink in like let that yeah let it sink in so you can understand where in your life this is happening because I, I swear that this is such a common thing that I talk to many people about and it's not about the other person I'm making that very clear this is not doesn't it does not matter who's in the story or the other person is that's not the point of this. The point is about you figuring out you, what things are rubbing up against your values. What are you choosing that you could potentially change that would actually have you living more aligned to the life that you want to lead? So if you're feeling annoyance and frustration all the time, or just that general pissed off type of feeling, you might start to resent the things that you once loved. 
i.e. walking the dogs. I love walking the dogs, I do. And yet I was starting to resent it. I was starting to resent it big time because of all that background noise that was going on in my mind and even my body, like the, the emotional weight of what was going on in my body with all those heavy emotions. So when you're feeling all these these things and you're carrying it around with you and you might be thinking, geez, I'm such, oh, this, is, this is terrible, this is, I'm such a bad person for feeling all these negative emotions about this person that I love. And again, firstly, it's not the point of the story. The person in the story is not the point. You are the point of the story. And I just want to say that this is such vital information about you. And I want you to use it to its fullest potential because if you just let this pass you by, you're never going to learn about yourself. It's about really leaning in and doing the work of self-discovery to figure out who you are. What is rubbing up against your values? Because, hey, you might not even know your values, so maybe that's important that you figure that out. And therefore, when you're being like pushed outside of your values, you're, you can understand why you feel a certain way. And it's easier to process emotions through them when you understand it. And so I want you to just use the information and get to know yourself at a deeper level. And I want to remind you that whatever you're not changing, you're choosing. So if I am not saying anything, not doing anything about this dog walking situation, I'm literally choosing it. It's like, okay, well, if I choose to take the dogs every time I go for a walk and then am frustrated and annoyed when I get home, but I'm not prepared to change anything, well, then I'm choosing to be in that emotion. I'm choosing how I'm feeling. And it is only up to me to make a different choice to get a different result. Einstein said it, didn't he? If you do the same thing over and over again, expect a different result, well, you are insane. (laughs) And for many of us, I think we feel that way sometimes. We totally feel like we're insane because we're spinning our wheels and going nowhere. So I want you to actually get some traction and go somewhere different if that's where you want to go. And so this is how you can do it. So use it to do these three things. So with that information that you've gained, with the awareness, I'm hoping that you understand what awareness is. It is about just being present and conscious of what's going on with your unconscious thoughts and the thinking that you're having and the feelings that you have in your body and the things around you. It's just, it's not having any judgment about any of that, but just leaning in and being like, ah, I can see this going on right now, which is exactly what I was doing on that walk the other day with Joel. And I was like, ah, I can see how I'm the person that carries all this so you can walk freely and I understand it and I understand why I do it and I understand how I got here. That is why we do it. So use it to do these three things, to understand yourself on a deeper level. Tick, that's great. To know what is in your power to change and a big hint, (laughs) it's never changing someone else. It's only changing you. So you can only change you. You can't change somebody else. I wish the opposite was true, but we can't. We can only change ourselves. So to know what is in your power to change for you. And then the last thing is to take action to make it happen. Because if you do not take any action and don't do anything different, well, nothing is going to change. You're going to continually get the same results. So remember, we're gaining traction here. We we don't want to keep spinning our wheels. 
So to wrap up the earlier story about the dog walking, I just want to say like my husband and I are very different and he would absolutely look at me and he actually did look at me when I brought this up (laughs) when we were just like going about our, our day. He looked at me weirdly as he does and he's like, you overthink everything. He didn't actually say those words, but he looked at me like I've got two heads and I'm just spinning in my head, which I am, Which, but I'm using it productively. And, so, yeah, he does say, and he has said to me even this week, don't read in, into it too much, and which is a great thought to have. Like it's, it's great. I think that is helpful on so many levels. And yet I find that the thinking about this, which is me gaining traction about it and taking different action, is actually helping me to heal and just to dig that little bit deeper into myself so I can understand myself at a deeper level so I can heal whatever's going on in my unconscious and in my body and so I can actually align to my higher self and be the best version of me, which is always my goal. Even if you have someone like my husband who looks at, <laughs> looks at you like you've got two heads when you're like externally processing this stuff, it's okay. That's fine. It's actually just really helpful sometimes to say it out loud. You don't need somebody to give you answers. You just need someone to be a sounding board or just listen. And yeah, you just get it out of your own brain. I find that really helpful. And it is something that I've only just started doing, which is interesting. It's I've always been an internal processor. Now I'm starting to learn to externally process because it actually speeds up my process, which is fantastic. Again, something that I've learned from doing a lot of self-development. And so through this process, to wrap it up, like I said, this is what I found out about myself. So firstly, I found out that in the past, I'd rather be pissed off and passively aggressive than to have a hard conversation or really any conversation that was any sort of vulnerable and I'd rather just be feeling all the negative feelings all the time inwardly, not showing them on the outside though, but inwardly and like my actions would be passive aggressive. So I would rather have those feelings than actually have a vulnerable conversation. That's what I found out about myself from from this whole experience. And I also, what I found out about myself was that it has helped me to understand on an even deeper level about the box that I actually put myself in and especially this box named or marked woman's roles. So this box is there. And like I, I put myself in it. Yes, I had some help and some beliefs from, you know, my past experiences and all that. But ever since being an adult and having, you know, what free choice, I've continually put myself in that box. So that was something else I learned. And it it has been a journey, this process as well. And so it just wasn't one from this one experience that I learned that, but it just it just keeps proving my my truth about that. And the third one is, as I've already said, what I'm not changing, I'm choosing. So if I'm not willing to have a vulnerable vulnerable conversation or even a conversation about what I want to change, I'm choosing it. And therefore, I don't really have the right to indulge in all those emotions if I'm choosing it. For example, like speaking up and saying to Joel that 
I'd like him to share the dog walking activity. And that was pretty bloody easy, really. When I said those words, because I have, I've already said them like so easy. And it was all like one of the actions also. So A, the first action was having that conversation or just saying that. Like I can't control if he's going to follow through on that or not, but that's just another issue altogether. Me saying the words to him going, hey, like, do you think you could go day for day with this dog walking? And yeah, we'll just see how it goes. And then the other action was for me to create this podcast for you, (laughs) which is great because then as you can see, like I'm doing a lot of external processing right now and getting it out of my mind, which is helpful. Like I said, And it's also allowing you to see how like doing the work is actually, it's really simple. It is so simple and it doesn't have to be this big extravagant process. It's literally me walking with my husband dog free around our estate and having like a, ah, moment. And then just allowing myself to go through this process. I'm going to help you walk you through in a minute and be like, oh yeah, I get it now. And that is as simple as it is. And it's not about huge circumstances. Like as you can see, dog walking, not big, not exciting, not uncommon. (laughs) So it's like the everyday little things in our lives that create our lives. And if we're keeping ourselves in all this like suffering about it, we are going to continue to suffer. So yeah, I I just wanted to share this really simple thing with you just to give you an understanding about how it actually looks in real life. Because a lot of the time, what I find with coaching, it's all very high chunk motivational, like way out there. It doesn't seem very tangible. And my aim for you through this podcast is to make it really tangible. Like, oh, it's like, oh yeah, I, I know this story. Like this story is mine too. It might be not the dogs. It might be something else but it just puts it into perspective of our everyday lives. And that is always my goal. So this is what I want you to do. If you are feeling a negative emotion, the idea is to process it through. And the processing of an emotion is slightly different to this, but this is more action orientated and to just allow you to learn about yourself more. Remember, that's the goal. I want you to go through these questions when you're feeling a negative emotion and you just want to understand why it's there and what's coming up. And so importantly, in this scenario, it is choose a particular circumstance. Don't make it generalized. So use the circumstance like the dog walking. It's like, oh, this is what is getting on my goat this week. And I want to understand it. And I want to do something different because I'm sick of spinning my wheels on this same stuff over and over again, when I could actually be living this like freedom and having more joy and happiness in my life, except I'm just feeling frustrated over walking the dogs. So be circumstance specific. And once you've got that, I want you to firstly is to identify the feeling. And this is easier said than done. I know this. Um, I actually have, I have a, great little three-part series called Talking About the Feels. And so if you want that, just let me know and I'm happy to send it to you for free. But yeah, just send me a message and say, hey, I'd love that feelings. I think it's just like a little program. That's what we call it, the little feelings program. And I'll send it to you. 
So it's about understanding your feelings. And another great tool is the feelings wheel. So if you don't know what that is, I could possibly put it, I'll link it to this episode in the show notes. So firstly, what am I feeling? Name the emotion and try to expand it beyond just the regular happy, sad, angry, that type of stuff, fearful. Expand it. Be I feel like overlooked or invisible or frustrated or yeah get down a little bit nitty-gritty don't actually just have like a blanket emotion so that's the first thing the second question I want you to ask yourself is in my opinion what is behind the emotion and so as you can see it's in your opinion like your emotion is yours and I want you to come to the conclusion yourself I don't want you to ask anybody else I just want you to sit in it and be like what is behind this emotion And the best practice to do in this question is actually just to write it all down. Do a like a thought download on a piece of paper, rip it up later if you don't want anybody to see it, but just get it all those thoughts that are swelling around in your head onto paper. And it'll just allow you to understand it a little bit more. And you'll be able to look at that piece of paper with all those thoughts written down. You'll be like, oh, no wonder I'm feeling invisible. No wonder I'm feeling frustrated. You'll see the thoughts. They are creating the feelings of frustrated. And then the third thing I want you to ask yourself is when you're looking at this story, like if all those thoughts were creating a story for you, it's like a storybook, you know, you've just written yourself a storybook. And if all those thoughts were creating the story, I want you to ask yourself, what is the lie I'm telling myself in this story? And immediately this question might get your back up a little bit. Possibly you'd be like, oh, there's no lie. This is like the absolute truth. But I just want you to remember as a conscious, compassionate observer of your thoughts, be like, okay, if there was a lie, what would it, what is it? <laughs> and just allow yourself to gain a, a like a broader perspective on this. And as an example, If I was to use the dog walking example, and so the dog walking example is the circumstances, circumstances, dog walking, the thoughts are, I do everything, nobody else helps out, dolls, gets off scot-free from walking the dogs, all these sorts of thoughts that are going through your mind. And then you might be, see that, and then you're like, okay, when you ask the question, okay, what is the lie I'm telling myself? And in this particular circumstance, the lie that I'm telling myself about this is that I do everything because really that is absolute BS. I don't do everything. (laughs) There's no no way that's possible. And so I'm really generalizing here, making it really general. So I'm making myself the victim, okay? So the lie is, well, I don't do everything. Other people do things. And that I, the lie is that I'm a victim. I'm not a victim. And then the next question that you ask yourself, once you've sat in that for a little while, like, hey, what's the lie here? The next question is, what is the truth? And the truth for me in this scenario is I choose to do all the things that I do that allows Joel to walk out the house house free and I have no control over Joel. That's the truth for me right now. So sit in that, ask yourself, what is the truth? And I I want you to know that these can be difficult to answer. 
but I want you to answer from your heart. What comes up first? Don't sit in it too long, try to answer it and get like philosophical about it. <laughs> go, go soul searching over these answers. Get the first answer that comes. Then the next thing I want you to ask yourself is, if I knew what would solve this, what would I need to do? For me, going back to the dog walking thing, if I knew what could solve this, what would I need to do? It is to like articulate it to Joel how I feel and ask him if he could walk the dogs every second day. That is what would solve it for me in this moment. It might change later on, but for right now, that's what I believe will solve it. And then the last question is, am I willing to take this action? So there might be a few actions that you want to take. Write them all down. That's fine. And then with the, am I willing to take this action? It's a yes or no answer. So if it's yes, great. Then set yourself a goal. It's like, okay, when, how, with whom, that type of stuff. When's it going to be completed by? Set yourself some boundaries so you have some goalposts to go for. And then if it's no, I would go back to questions three and four, the what is the lie I'm telling myself, what is the truth, and then go through again from there. And just keep going back to that until you actually can see a new perspective because if you're saying no, there's something holding you back. And you could do the whole thing again as well. You could be like, what's the feeling I'm feeling right now from this like specific circumstance? You can do the whole thing again. This is all about just creating this awareness for you. In addition to the emotions wheel and possibly the free talking about the feels program that I will give you, I'm also going to do a PDF of these questions because I know listening to them on a podcast, great. Like, yes, you get to hear how you process it through, but you might want a tangible thing and you might not want to write them down. So I will do a PDF up and I'll link it in the show notes so you can just download it and have it stick it somewhere that you can see it. That's the most important part because again, if you don't take action, nothing's going to change. So I won't go back over the questions because I've got that PDF available to you. So make sure you print that out and do the work. That is what is called doing the work. And before I finish, I just want to say that this thing called life is all about navigating through all of these emotions. And I want to remind you for people that know me and have heard me talk already, or if you haven't, I want to let you know that emotions are neither good, bad, you know, they're just not. There's a spectrum of emotions and we are meant to feel them all. Like as humans living the human experience, we are meant to experience all the emotions and we mustn't put a like a negative or positive spin on them because then we feel like we're good or bad in emotions. And we just want to process all emotions equally and just know that we are meant to have them all. Like how would you know happiness if you didn't have some fear or failure? So we need we need the polarity of all the emotions. And the the difference is in these emotions, it's how we solve for them that does make the difference in our life. And so that's why I need you to leave, like I'm going to leave you with the thought for the week to think on purpose. Remember, I love to have the intentional thought. And this week, whenever you're feeling any emotion, good, bad, or neutral, whatever it is, and I, I know I'm labeling them, but it's just for language sake. I want you to say to yourself, this doesn't have to be a problem. 
That is the thought for the week. I want you to show up and practice it because this thought will bring you back to the truth of your choices. You get to decide whether it is a problem or not, whether you want to be in suffering or not. And so it starts with these simple little things, the simple everyday things that we are going through, that we are experiencing. And if you continually ask yourself, remind yourself even, this doesn't have to be a problem, you'll actually see how much choice you have. So yeah, go out and really lean into that thought and practice it. We, we don't get good at thinking differently if we only do it once. We have to continually show up and think differently on purpose for it to actually change our, change our thinking patterns. That's what we're trying to do here. So my friends, that's it. Thank you so much for listening in to episode 11. I hope this is helpful. And as I said, there's going to be the PDF with the questions. There's going to be the emotions wheel and the free course if you reach out to me and say, hey, I'd love that free course. And that's it. I'll speak to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to More Life, Less Drama. All the details of this podcast can be found in the show notes on my website. And if you want to take your growth to the next level, I invite you to become part of my membership program, Be Unshakable, where we take this information and dive headfirst into putting it into action. Go to www.head-coach.com.au for all the details. Until next week.